from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. On his end, he sent me a text later, said, Bill, I can do a different time later in the week if you want. So we picked this hour about 20 minutes in. So coming out of break number one this hour, Griff will be with us. A couple of other programming-type notes. Friday, we will not be at the Omni. I was promoting that early in the week, not remembering the rule, which is when we're going to have commitments, we don't go and do the show the first Friday of the month at the Omni that that particular month. So we will not be there. Despite my promotion that we would be there this Friday just for the show, first Friday of every month, we will not. And that will pick back up in January. Commitments is in two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow. Thursday, Friday, Bill King Suite, Friday night show. Or excuse me, check that. Bill King Suite, Thursday night. Show on Friday. Five-hour show will feed you breakfast. We'll have some adult refreshments up in the Bill King suite. Come and go as you want. Bring anybody you want. You don't need a ticket. You don't need any of that stuff. You just need to come. And the only issue is to get in the suite, you have to just DM me on Twitter or get somebody in the crowd to DM me. We'll have to come down and get you because you cannot get to the suite area. The elevator will not take you there unless you've got a suite. Unless you've got the key card to a suite up up top. But but every year I'll just come down or somebody in the crowd will come down and get folks. So that's not a problem. We'll, we'll do that as many times. Now, you can leave anytime you want. You can leave and go back down. That's not a problem. But getting up there with the uh, elevator does not work if you don't have a suite. But that's... That's not been an issue. Now, one other note. couple of days ago, I got a few emails just all of a sudden. Said, Bill, I'm trying to book a room, but it says not available. And that's with the link that I provide, which gets you a room rate, a good room rate. I texted Music City Todd, our very good friend that many of you know, at the Omni said, I'll look into it. In the meantime, Tom from Myrtle Beach said, yeah, Bill, that happened to me, but I was able to get in. He said he and Doug 
DiBiase, which is pronounced DeBias, but you know me, says here's what you do. When you click on the room you want, well, first of all, it goes, it says no rooms available, but if you scroll up, it shows the room rates. When you click on the room you want, it lets you book the rate you need. I booked five minutes after you sent the link, and it did that to me, and I was still able to get the room. Doug DeBias booked yesterday, and it did the same thing. When you see not available, just scroll up and choose a room, and it works. So I will sit. That's a better explanation than I would have. But he's he's still going to check it. Yeah, he's, he's still going to check it, but uh, to where it's not confusing. But Tom says it does work. Yeah, it does absolutely work. Top water assassin whose name is after a lure that he invented. That's That's a true story. I mean, I'm not making this up who is over in lovely South Carolina. Welcome in, sir. Hey, buddy. I know um, you're not a big movie dude, but being in the radio, did you ever see the movie um, Good Morning Vietnam? I did. Okay, my question is, you know, I'm just wondering if it's, if, if it's real or if it's just something they did for the movie to show, but, like, when he would come on air, how the thing would peg out, how many people were listening, do do you know how many people are listening to you? I mean, is there – was that legit or is there other ways? Explain that. I, I don't – I remember him being the broadcast guy, you know, when he'd come on and say good morning Vietnam and all that. But explain what – what he yeah, had some kind of device. There was a little meter. Yeah, there was a little meter. And when he was on there, it would peg out like as wow. many people as, as could be listening to it. And then when they put that jerk on there, it was like went to like zero because nobody was listening. I was just wondering if that was a – and the reason I was asking that was because I was thinking Monday. I, I would assume the Monday after rivalry week would probably be like one of your biggest audience days. I'm just, just curious about – You would think. Well, it, 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 do you know how many people are listening to you every day? Well, a couple things. Number one, whatever that device was, I've I've never seen that, and I've been in I don't know how many radio. I've been in, in I've been broadcasting out of New York at Sirius XM. I've broadcast in local out of local. I've been in Chicago at WGN. I broadcast out of there, and I've never seen anything like that. Now that might be something, but I've never heard anybody talk about it. My situation. One would be Sirius XM, and then the other one would be here. We're on various radio stations across the South, plus the streaming. There's really no accurate data. Now, I know that back in my Sirius XM days, a article was written. I didn't even know it was coming out, and it estimated that we had a million listeners. Now, again, I got no – that was then, okay? Got no idea, but I sure as heck used that. Right? I mean, (laughs) whether it was accurate or not, I sure as heck used it. But I would think we're in the six figures somewhere. I would have to think so. Just all across the way would have to be. So you would definitely know how many people are streaming you, like me, but you have no idea on the radio side. No, I do not know the streaming either. There's no device that that we've got that says, okay, here's how many people are streaming. Whether it's... I mean, no. Because, I, mean, like, I, I mean, on YouTube, the guys, when they're going live, they know how many people are, are, are live listening to them. Correct. Huh. On, on YouTube or if you click the uh, WNSR site, 
that that is on Twitter, that would have a number. Not many people use that to listen to this show, maybe a couple a day. But just general streaming, clicking the, uh, you know, the WNSR app to stream and things like that, I don't, I have no idea. I know a lot, but I just don't know. Huh, I would have figured you'd have known. I mean, I just thinking. Yeah, but that, that thing they did on Good Morning, that may have been just something they put in there to kind of, show you know for the movie that might not i've always wondered if that was a real thing or just something to you know explain to the audience that he had a big audience you know when he was on air well i mean he was that would have to be in vietnam right i don't know how Mm -hmm. he wasn't being listened to anywhere else so i'm not sure how that would work but I, i do remember him also part of that movie was him broadcasting what would it be every morning or something and uh something like that yeah Good question. Uh, <laughs> all right, answer. man. I'm just fascinated by all things radio. But anyhow, you have a good day, buddy. All right, thanks. Uh, yeah, I don't remember who wrote that article, but when they estimated the number, I sure as heck went with it. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that was right. Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it a, a lot. D. Cravey. Hey, Bill, in your opinion, what are one or two teams that were the biggest surprise this year in college football with regards to how their season played out? Missouri and UNLV. And UNLV stands out because we have a member of the audience, Johnny Vegas, who lived there for decades, worked there for decades, now lives on the Emerald Coast, and is always keeping up with them. So I'm probably a little bit more aware of them just because of him than I might be, but remarkable seasons from both that would be two that stand out i'm sure i'm missing something but those would absolutely stand out to me missouri's a top 10 team deservedly deservedly so as far as the other way southern cow is worse even worse defensively than i thought they would be that would be one that jumps out at me. Is there any other? I'd say the way Northwestern corrected their season with a, at the point, at the time, an interim coach who's now been named the head coach, replacing good friend Coach Fitz. I'd say that one was a bit of a surprise. Now, now let me warn you about something. That is not necessarily a predictor of the future. Northwestern is going to have a horrible time in that league here in the future. And with the addition of these other teams, they're not better than any of these other teams coming in. Not even close. It's going to be tough. That that right there, I'm, I'm happy that they decided to name the interim coach the head coach. Frankly, that's not a predictor of the future. Uh, that's... It's a good story, but long way to go to say, okay, that, that means something specific. Griff here in about five minutes. Mike Griffith, if you are a Georgia fan or you have a question about the Georgia-Alabama game, what have you, Griff, you got to remember, has extensive history down south. Now, he's from Michigan. This concept that Griff's a big southern homer guy, 
He's from Michigan. Now, he's born down in Alabama, but he grew up and went to college in Michigan. And then as an adult, after he got out of the military, he started his journalism career, actually worked out, I believe, in Idaho, but first got hired in Alabama and covered some of those Gene Stallings teams, covered some Auburn, then got a job in Knoxville. He worked in Knoxville for many, many years. Left Knoxville, went back to Michigan, covered the Sparty beat, Michigan State, came back here to cover Tennessee again, I believe, and then got hired down in Athens by the AJC to cover Georgia for Dog Nation. So he's been historically, Griff's been around all this. He can give you a feel for it at a very, very high level. He covers a football program right now that's got a chance to do something legendary. That's win three in a row. Literally legendary. They play Alabama coming up on Saturday. SEC championship game. Griff, when we continue, Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Still wants to run a little bit slow from time to time. Coming in from Rutherford County on 24, especially as you come up through the Antioch area in from uh, Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, towards Nashville. It's been a little bit slow over here in Hermitage and Donaldson for the last few minutes on 40 going westbound. As you come past VNA Airport, traffic's still a little bit sluggish on Vietnam Vets, especially there at Conference Drive, working your way westbound on Vietnam Vets on that ramp to 65 going southbound. Don't miss it this holiday season. Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga. Check them out online at crockcity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. And now, Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways. Keep an eye out for kids at play and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance, and installations, give the pros a call today at 615-856-3610. 615-856-3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air. Going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. Bob's Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob's Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts from the traditional fillet 
filet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Hmm, this is something I wish I'd known. Many people who live in Tennessee are eligible for help paying for healthy food for pregnant and new moms, their babies, and young children, but don't realize it. Family income can be higher than you think. There's a website called TennesseeMeals.com for more information. Assistance for healthy food for expectant moms and young children. This information I need to share. TennesseeMeals.com Brought to you by the Tennessee Justice Center, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and... This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Former Titans coach Jeff Fisher. Who's grumpy this morning? <laughs> coach, so, I'm not grumpy. Yeah, I mean, hey, John. Yeah. Pull your head out of your butt. Get yourself in a better mood. <laughs> I'll do my best, Coach. Thanks for the pep talk. Okay. You just you just made a promo for him. <laughs> Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Sports. Bill King knows a few things. Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation. Had him yesterday, but he was choppy. And Griff sent me a note, said I can come on another time. So we're going to do it right here. Griff, this game you're preparing for Georgia-Alabama, and I was just talking to the audience about all these games you've covered. Where would this one rank at least going in? Georgia-Alabama? This the yeah. Saturday game? Yeah. Um, top 30. That you've covered? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of other SEC championship games. Um, you know, there was a lot of games – um, you know, in the 90s there, uh, that undefeated Auburn team played. The 98 Vols played. Um, Stallings' final game against Michigan was a pretty big one. Um, some of those former games, you know, I think about, you know, all those 40 games every year in the season. That was almost like a, a de facto playoff game, um, watching Tennessee-Florida play. And then... Um, <laughs> And then if you won the SEC, you were, you know, sometimes, you know, you were typically in the BCS championship game. Now there's another round of the playoffs. So, uh, you know, Michigan State's Rose Bowl, their Big Ten championship games were big. Um, this one's big because um, Georgia's got a winning streak as much as anything. They're, they're going for history. If they win this game, and I think this is their biggest hurdle to a third national championship. I think if they beat Alabama, they're going to win a third national title. This is the, this is a this will be a tougher game for Georgia in Atlanta than either of the next two playoff games. So to me, if they win this game, you know I think they'll win a third national title and really be the first team to do that. Really in modern era history. I mean, people talk about Minnesota in the 1930s, but they were playing like eight game seasons. It's a 15 game season, man. So I mean, that would establish this is is the greatest three year dynasty in the history of college football. 
Might as well get it out of the way. Georgia loses. Do you still feel like they're out? Yeah, probably. I mean, just, you know, you look at the predictor models. um, It's hard to imagine uh, Georgia getting in with a loss because you got to put Alabama in ahead of them, right? And and I I presuppose a couple things, right? I presuppose Michigan's like a three-touchdown favorite over Iowa, and and that's about the average margin of win in that game. The Big Ten Championship's been an embarrassment, a complete embarrassment for that conference. The East has beaten the West Division teams like, 12 years, 13 years in a row, by an average margin of three touchdowns. It's, it's just comical. It's, it's an embarrassment for that league. So uh, just assume Michigan's in. They're not going to lose to Iowa. They're just not. Um, Texas plays an Oklahoma State team that lost to Central Florida 45-3. to Okay? That, that's, that's ridiculous. I, I don't know how Oklahoma State got there, but that team's, you know, that team's an embarrassment. Um, they played well at times, but... You know, they played really bad at other times. So I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, and both of those teams are double-digit favorites. I'm assuming Michigan and Texas both win. I'm assuming the, the, big, the Pac-12 champion will be in, either undefeated Washington or one-loss Oregon. Um, so right there, uh, and then if Alabama wins over Georgia, then obviously they're in. I mean, they would get in ahead of Georgia at least. Um, and, and that's not even to say an undefeated Florida State if they beat Louisville. So... I think when I, I looked at the ESPN predictor scenarios last night, I think the scenario for Georgia to get in with a loss would involve both Texas uh, and Florida State losing. And, yeah, that's what it is. Both Texas and Florida State would have to lose. And even then, it puts Georgia's odds even with Ohio State. So, I mean, that takes a that's a that's a that takes a a lot. So I think if they're if they lose, they're out. Yeah, just the way you laid that out, that's very unlikely that they would get. Seems to be, you know, and and I don't know is that good or that's bad. You know, it's supposed to be the four best. Uh, you know, the problem Georgia's got is that Alabama's ranked number eight, and the reasons Alabama's ranked number eight is because they didn't do a good job against Texas earlier this year. They lost at home to Texas by ten points. So. Texas is automatically going to be ahead of Georgia in the packing order. And you just anybody that argues that's just insane. It, it, look, if you've lost at home to a team by 10 points and you have the same record, they, they have to be ahead of you. You can't just say, well, that was then, this is that. You know, maybe when Texas lost their court, but he came back. It's the same quarterback. You know? So you can't say, well, it's a different Texas team. Well, it's not. They got Quinn Ewers back. So... That really screwed the whole league when Alabama laid that egg in Tuscaloosa. Um, you know that's why all this talk about Nick Saban coach of the year—it's comical. It's like, wait a minute, the guy didn't have his team ready, and you know people, oh well, they finally found out what Milrow could do. Look, they've had this guy in their program three years. Alabama did a terrible job with their quarterback situation—a terrible job at the start of the year—and the whole league now uh, took a hit because of it. Noel Fan in the 863 down in Florida asks, Griff, Saturday night Florida was very undisciplined. Obviously, that's coaching. How big of a problem is that in the future for them? Well, obviously not enough of a problem for them to fire Billy Napier, you know, but, but the, here's, here's the deal. This is what's going on there. Look at their schedule next year. There's a lot of things going on. Number one, the money, okay? Florida doesn't have a lot of money. 
Okay, they just they don't. They're not on a level with Texas or Texas A&M or Tennessee. Or they they got financial issues there. That's number one, and and their boosters are not enthralled with their program right now. So they're you know they just got done building ninety million dollar building and they're all these plans for the swamp. So they, they're really stretched financially. So thirty three million to Florida is a lot of money. Number one, number two, they really like their administrators. They're really popular guys. And the thinking is, if you fire Napier, you got to fire the people that hired him. And, and they really don't want to part with those people because they really like him. So that's the other thing. And then number three, who would you hire? You know, Dan Lanning says he's not going anywhere. So who does that leave? I mean, A&M just hired Mike Elko. Like, how sexy of a hire is that? Um, you know, that's, that's not a – you know, Dabo would never go down. I think Dabo might have been interested in A&M, but Dabo would never go to Florida. So, so who are you going to hire? What proven winner are you going to get? And then whoever you hire walks into that, you know, schedule next year and would get blasted. So you've already gone this far with Napier. You've got a good quarterback in your signing class. It's kind of throwing good money after bad money. But Florida's just, you know, not in a position right now to reinvest in the program, and they don't really have a guy out there that they want. So Billy Napier's going to go into next season on the hot seat. They're going to lose games. He's going to get fired. They're probably going to have to redo their administration. It's going to take an overhaul. And I just don't think Florida has the money or the plan right now. And um, if you're a Florida fan, sorry. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to suck. Mike, the Mad Dog in Noonan, Georgia. Ask Griff what he thinks about Fran Brown taking the Syracuse job. And Griff, Good is for him. Gonna... I mean, great opportunity for him. I mean, he's super well-respected, liked, a pro. Came right in, had Kirby's respect. You don't normally have DB coaches that impress Kirby like Fran did, but he, but he's been a dream for Georgia. Really helped coach these guys up. He'll be missed. Uh, great opportunity. I think he's the fifth guy. Um, you know, he's got a head coaching job that's been off Kirby's staff in what eight years. That's not bad. Griff, will he do both jobs or just take off? Uh, to my knowledge, you know, he's finishing out. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, the last. 24 hours i haven't followed that story as closely as uh, everything else and that, that might sound strange but um you know there's there's a lot going on uh, at georgia with all the press conferences and media opportunities and um i, I just you know I, that particular story has not been at the top because look i mean will muschamp is a secondary coach kirby's a de facto secondary coach um you know fran's part of the team but it's not like they don't have guys that know how to coach them and don't work with them every single day with Kirby and Muschamp back there. Question here on Twitter from Johnny wants to know your thinking on Bob Petrino returning to Arkansas. Good, good for Arkansas, good for Pittman, good for Petrino. You know, I, I don't get caught up in the, um, you know, the, well, ten years ago this happened. But let me tell you, there's a lot of stuff that's happened you don't know about with head coaches. There's a lot of other guys in the business that have done a lot worse than Bobby Petrino. Um, the fact that this guy was the one that got outed publicly, uh, you know, makes it a little bit sexier for the, you know, I guess the people that look for that kind of news. But, you know, to me, that was, that was a long time ago. Um, I think this is a good coach. I think he's got something to offer the program. I think they need each other right now. Um, I'm glad that, I'm glad that, you know, Sam Pittman is going to get another year. I think that's important. Um, I think the SEC dealt him really difficult schedules. Um, and so, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm really happy that, that Sam's going to have another year, and, and I'm happy he's getting a coach like uh, Bobby Petrino. He's a really good coach. 
Griff, where would you rank the Arkansas job? Vandy's the worst job. I think Mississippi State might be next. Where would you rank Arkansas in the league? I mean, well, you know, it's, I don't think it's maybe as bad as you think. So much of it just depends on, um, you know, the finances, right? Um, you know, that's the most important thing is how much money do you have? And I don't know, you know, it seems to me with, with Walmart there and with Jerry Jones being, a, a you know, an Arkansas guy, that, that they would have plenty of money. So, you know, I kind of feel like, um, it's maybe not as bad a job as you think. It might be tough to get players there, but once you get it rolling, I think you can get it rolling. Um, you mentioned, you know, Vanderbilt. I think Mississippi State's a tough job. Um, I think uh, I think Ole Miss is probably a tougher job than people realize. I think Kentucky's a really tough job, you know, because they're they're not going to spend the kind of money they need. That's why Mark Stoops is ready to get out of there. He can't win a champion. You're going to win a football championship at Kentucky. You have too many too many dollars going in the basketball bucket. Um, I think South Carolina is a, a, a tougher job than people realize. So I don't think Arkansas is, is in the bottom quadrant, you know, maybe maybe somewhere in the middle. Jeff, too, here in the 615, says, Griff, as a Bama fan, he's a big Alabama fan, beating Georgia will be a tall task. But if you have undefeated Michigan, one loss Big 12 champ Texas, undefeated Pac-12 Washington or one loss Oregon, Pac-12 champ, Undefeated Florida State ACC champ and a one-loss Bama SEC champ. Who gets left out? You know, that's tough because, you know, talking to the committee last night, they, they basically said this is a different Florida State team. That, that, was a really diff, that was really dangerous terminology to me when they said this is a different team, Bill. That, that made it sound like what Florida State accomplished, you know, with the injured quarterback doesn't they're not going to count that. I and mean, he said this is a different team. I think I think a one loss Bama if they beat Georgia would get in ahead of Florida State and undefeated Florida State. And I know that's controversial and I know that, that is, is goes against all politics. But you know, I asked Bill Hancock last night, Boo Corrigan, you know, I said what where where do we rank, you know, best against most deserving? And the reason I said that was specifically because if it comes down to one loss Bama and undefeated Florida State that's what we're talking about here. I don't think anybody thinks that an undefeated Florida State would beat Alabama right now with that backup quarterback, especially if you watch the Florida game. I don't think anybody believes that. But there's people who say, well, you know, they deserve it because they're undefeated. Deserving doesn't count. And Bill said that last night. And then Kerrigan said, this is a different team. So to me, that's laying the foundation for a one-loss team to get in ahead of an undefeated team with an injured starting quarterback. A lot of it's going to have to do with how Florida State – a lot of it's going to have to do with, with the optics. You know, Alabama-Georgia game, how does that play out? If Florida State beats Louisville, do they do so impressively, right? So, I, I mean, I really think that a one-loss Bama would, would get in. My prediction would be if they find a way to beat Georgia, and, and they very well might. I mean, when Alabama plays good, they're – you know, to me, I don't think this is a good coach. I, I can't stress this enough. I think this is a bad coaching job by Alabama. I think all the tools are there. I think you see how good Jalen Milrow is. I watched the Auburn game, and Alabama was three or four touchdowns better. But so many mistakes, so many lack of discipline. This is not a well-coached team. It's not. It's a mega-talented team is what it is. If they put it all together, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody beats them. If they put it all together and play clean – 
but they haven't. They're undisciplined. They make mistakes. Jalen Milrow ran past the line of scrimmage twice on passes. He's a third-year quarterback, Bill, not a freshman in high school. Okay, so, but if Milrow plays good, he's unbelievable. And, and, and Georgia, you know, I know it's hard to make the 29-game win streak team the sympathetic figure, but, my God, they're, they're the walking wounded. You know, the receiver Lad McConkey's out, and Bowers isn't 100%, and they've had running backs in and out, and their offensive line's banged up, and middle linebacker's out, and, you know, my God, they've taken everybody's best shot. They played three ranked teams in a row. Um, you know, and then they had to play a rivalry game at night under the lights with ACC officials. I mean, my goodness, uh, that team's like Rocky standing upright now. So, to me, it, Alabama's got the riches. They've got this quarterback that's, you know, you heard what Kirby said. He, you know, I asked him to compare him to Tebow, and he took it to the next level and said he's, he's a, a bigger uh, physical version of Lamar Jackson. And, and, and Kirby doesn't do that kind of – he doesn't talk that kind of junk. So, um, yeah, I think Alabama should get in ahead. If Alabama beats Georgia, I think they should get in ahead of an undefeated Florida State because I don't think Florida State would stay on the field with them right now. And it's maybe, four best. Maybe 30 seconds. Buckeye Brenda up in Ohio – says Melrose's been there three years, and at least they've got him developed. McCord's been with the Buckeyes three years, and he still sucks. They need to change quarterbacks up at Ohio State. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a talent thing, and, um, you know, I don't know what to say about Ohio State. They've got all the riches and all the advantages, and, you know, they, they had guys on the teleconference, but I don't even know why. They're not going to the playoffs. So, season's over. you got to beat Michigan. It, it's, it's just that way. You, you know, Buckeye Brenda knows that. It's, it's a one-game season. It's Michigan or it's Ohio State. It's a collision course every year. Griff, we'll see you next week, sir. Appreciate it, Bill. There is Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog News. Good morning. We have seen a couple of wrecks out here in the last few minutes right now. We're still seeing this slow-go traffic coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, headed towards Nashville on 24 up through the Antioch area. Same thing over in Hermitage. That's still pretty crowded. Westbound I-40 all the way into Donaldson as you come past the airport. Still a little bit crowded also. 65 South at Trinity Lane. Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring in all four locations. You can order online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Callaway Paradigm Woods, forged carbon for unparalleled distance and forgiveness. Now up to $100 off. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series Laser Rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in store or online at WorldwideGolf.com. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process 
and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong spheroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. King is the king of college football, and his sample size is large. Just ask him. Mason from the Orange Groves of America. Bill, what a joke listening to Griff. I'm sure he's not coming from a position of getting his AZZ kicked for years by Florida. He loves Fatmer. We have plenty of money. Maybe we don't have oil money, but we have money to compete. I'll say this about Griff's opinion of Florida. And I think I've made it very clear on this show what I expect Florida to be, and that's elite. There's not many schools where you should demand that they be elite and it be a fair demand. Very few can be elite. We can all dream about it and say what if and any given day. That's pixie dust stuff. It's not real. There are very few programs that have the ability brand-wise, to be elite. Florida's one of them. Regardless of the reasoning Griff used, I will tell you I agree with his conclusion. I don't think Billy Napier is going to fix this. There is nothing that I see going on at Florida that leads me to believe they're pointed in a 
elite direction. He's going to pull them out of this and get them there. I'm not a believer. I'm not. I think the overwhelming odds are next year is choppy, not very rewarding, probably more on the disappointing side, and they have to make a move. That is much more likely than him fixing this. The good news is, if you're a Gator, and even if that's right or wrong, the good news, regardless of whether I'm right or wrong about it, and I'm pretty sure I'm right, there is still that mighty brand. That's not gone. The right leadership is the problem. If they get that right, you can be elite. That's the good thing. If you're a Gator and you're average and it's not fun to watch your team and you don't get rewarded much, you're not happy about the football program, that sucks. It really does. The good let's say, broad spectrum approaches, it's still a mighty brand. It just needs the right direction, the right leadership. That's the good part. All that potential is still there. You just need the right dude. I'm not a Billy Napier believer. I'm I'm there. I am absolutely there. Even, let let me put it this way, let's just say, and I don't think this is going to happen, but let's just say they are somewhat improved next year and they go 8-4. and Again, not my prediction. Let's just, that that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean the next year's 10-2. and It may just mean he can get them to 8-4. and I am not a believer in Billy Napier getting the Gators turned in the correct direction. Regardless of the reasoning Griff used there, I agree with his end game. I would estimate there's about a 20% chance Billy Napier returns Florida. No, 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 no. Less than that. About a 10% chance Billy Napier returns Florida to elite status. I'm just not a believer. Vince, who's a big Michigan fan, Bill Griff is a joke. You cannot take that dude seriously. (laughs) Well, let me tell you something like I've mentioned to you all these years. Griff is not here to buddy up with any one person, right? Doesn't matter. Griff's just going to lay it out there. What I do, what you do with that information is not important to him, and it shouldn't be, right? I mean, when I come on here and I give you my opinion, I'm not trying to see how many people agree with me. I'm not trying to see anything. I'm giving you the way I see it. What you choose to do with that is absolutely what you choose to do, right? I am not worried about consensus. Matter of fact, I actually like it better when I'm kind of alone in an opinion. I love that feeling. I love it. Griff does not give a rip. And if, if okay, let's say Billy Napier, let me, let, me, let me be Mr. Pollyanna show host here. 
Let me let me just put on my Pollyanna cap. Let's say two years from now, Billy Napier's eleven and one, and he's competing, and he's ranked in the top twelve, and he's going to get in. We'll, we'll be. I'll sit right here and remind everybody about my doubt. I'll say, hey, man, one day on the show, I gave him about a 10% chance to get them back here. I didn't see this coming. That's the fun part. That's the fun part. So, yeah, here's the other thing. I have empathy for Gator fans like Perry Mason because I understand that's his team. He don't want to hear that crap. I don't blame him. But I got to tell you where I'm coming from. I'm not, I would be doing people like Perry Mason and all the Gators out there a disservice if I just came on here and told you everything was fine in my eyes. Right? That's even worse. All right, we'll get the break. Market, market, nice and green and happy. Oh, I had Spy. I had Spy. Sold it at about... 8.33 this morning. When Griff was talking, I sold it. Good morning. We have seen a couple of wrecks out here in the last few minutes right now. We're still seeing this slow-go traffic coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, headed towards Nashville on 24 up through the Antioch area. Same thing over in Hermitage. That's still pretty crowded. Westbound I-40 all the way into Donaldson as you come past the airport. Still a little bit crowded also. 65 South at Trinity Lane. Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring in all four locations. You can order online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. As a Middle Tennessee-based company, Strike and Spare Family Fund Centers is committed to helping our community. This November, we are honoring our local veterans. Strike and Spare is partnering with We Are Building Lives, a local foundation dedicated to helping veterans get back on their feet. So far, more than 1,100 homeless veterans have been helped off the streets through the We Are Building Lives Foundation. During November, for every $5 donation made to We Are Building Lives, Strike and Spare will give you a free game of bowling. Visit any of our five area Strike and Spare centers to donate or visit strikeandspare.com to donate today and help our heroes find a way home. We all know that Nashville life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full-body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full-body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Makara Spa is Nashville's highest quality self-care oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Makara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. 
Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I believe this franchise right now, unfortunately, is paying for the sins of a lot of bad draft picks and, and bad sign. You can only dodge that for so long. Would you think about going back-to-back years with your first-round pick and get nothing? Nothing. That's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. It's just this. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. College sports. Bill King knows a few things. Tomorrow, TJ will be with us, TJ Pittenger. Also, J.C. Sherbert, and who am I leaving out of that group? Uh, Dave Hooker. Yeah, Dave Hooker will check in as well. Yeah, looking forward to it. Johnny Vegas. Hey, Bill. Sean Lewis. Getting hired by San Diego State. Sneaky good hire, Bill. He was working there for Dion, offensive coordinator at Colorado. He replaces Brady Hoke, right, who I guess retired. Brady Hoke, two coaches that would always – start a conversation with me completely away from football. One would be Brady Hoke, and the other one was Kirk Ferentz when I would see them. And both of them asked me the same summer at the Big Ten event up in Chicago how my garden was doing. Both of them also in the same conversation, separate now, they weren't together. Brady Hook was the Michigan coach. Told me that they have family in Brentwood, and they were here this summer, that summer. Said, you should have called me, man. I'd had you out at the farm. Nothing about football, which is cool. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, Brady Hope. That that guy, Brady Hope. Yeah, offensively, Sean Lewis with his hands on San Diego State. You can get dudes to San Diego State, right? 
Absolutely, you can get dudes. They all can't or won't go to USC or UCLA, et cetera. There's absolutely you can get dudes there. That's a pretty good gig. That's a pretty good gig. The GOAT down on the Emerald Coast. Bill, college football isn't fun anymore, and it's because it's just become free agency, and who gives these kids the most money? NIL has ruined college sports because there's no loyalty from players anymore. Coaches have to try and keep current players on the team and then still go recruit the high school kids. Yeah, and it's never going to reverse back. What you're seeing is the way it's going to be. You want some old cliches? The genie ain't going back in the bottle. The toothpaste ain't going back in the tube. Once it's out, it's out. What you're watching is perhaps just the beginning of all these changes. Five years from now, you could have, ten years from now, sports only on campus. Meaning they're on the team. They don't do anything else. You could also have the P5. And to date, they've never wanted to do this. But you could have them, the P4, whatever you want to call it, completely break free. And not be at all under the NCAA umbrella. What are the rules going to be then? Got to remember, these are all... A collective of all the university NCAA rules, which aren't really even policed, but let's just say the P4 breaks away, which could happen in the next five or ten years. What's the rules going to be? I mean, this this 85-25 number, this, some of these petty rules that we used to think mattered, what's, what's the rule book going to look like then, y'all? Or is it going to be simply... We do everything in the college game except the model is exactly like the NFL. Which would make me want to puke. But we may just be guys on the precipice of where this is all going. Oh, let me add another part. Yeah, this is all about NIL and the players getting the money and there's no loyalty. True. There is growing momentum in big leagues, meaning NCAA, big, big time leagues, that eventually there's going to be TV, uh, TV revenue sharing. The players eventually are going to get a cut of the TV money. Not just NIL and all this other stuff. Full cost of attendance, whatever they're calling it. TV revenue percentages. Folks, that's coming. I hope it doesn't, but it's coming. What you're watching now is not the end of all this change. It's just part of it. It ain't slowing down. It's not slowing down. And... It's definitely not going to reverse.
It's not. Again, I don't like thinking about it, but if we're going to go there, let's go there, right? And I just mean in this conversation. If we're going to go there, I might as well lay it out. That's where this is heading, barring something unforeseen. Last spot. Six AM, ninety 